From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my great pleasure to welcome Megan Gilbert, Communications Officer for Catholic Relief Services, and our topic is Aid to Ukraine. Megan, welcome. And so uh, let's cut right to the chase. Uh, what is Catholic Relief Services doing to help the folks in Ukraine? Inside Ukraine, we are working with our Caritas partners. That's Caritas Ukraine and Caritas Beth. And they have 65 offices across Ukraine um, where they are supporting people. So we're working with them to offer shelter for people who have left their homes because of the conflict. We're also offering them meals, um, hygiene kits, you know, all those basic things that you would need. As you can imagine, if you're fleeing your home, you don't leave very much. So we're offering all of those basic needs, um, as well as giving people transportation to the border if they do decide to leave the country. And those are the types of things that we're offering inside Ukraine. Now, outside Ukraine, we're also working with uh, refugees in those border countries. And I should mention that you are joining us by telephone from the Baltimore area where Catholic Relief Services is based. And for our largely military audience, uh, of course, uh, the folks in the military are paying close attention to what's going on in Ukraine. But they can also contribute or donate to Catholic Relief Services. Tell us how to to go about that. Oh, absolutely. Well, the easiest way, I think, for most people to contribute to our work um, in Ukraine and those border countries is to donate online. So if you just go to our website, crs.org, you'll, you'll see a spot you can click on and you can donate through the website. Some people aren't comfortable donating um, online, which is perfectly fine. So we also have a spot where you can donate by mail. You can still send a check and just write Ukraine on the memo line. Um, or you can donate by phone. So we have those three main ways uh, that people can donate. And is there a special button that, that uh, people push on your website or a special place on your website where you go to make sure that your donation will go to Ukraine and not anywhere else? Yes, uh, there is. So if you if you look on the website, it'll say specifically donate to Ukraine. So make, make sure you see that as you're donating. But the other thing is to, if you donate... And then you're not sure if you use the right form. You can always call us and say, you know, I'm not sure if I put it in the right one. I wanted it to go to Ukraine. And then we can make sure that it is directed there. That's really important to us that um, we're, we're transparent and open with our donors. And if that's what they want to contribute to, we really try to make sure that those donations go to the, the place where people had requested that they go to. I see. And what is the phone number that someone would call to make sure if they need to follow up on their donation? 877-435-7277. So that's 877-435-7277. You mentioned Caritas Ukraine. What is Caritas Ukraine? One of the easiest ways for uh, people to understand that, like the Caritas groups, is like very similar to what Catholic Charities is in the United States. So we know Catholic Charities helps people locally with various 
uh, things that people need. And that's what the Caritas in each country does. We have Caritas locations all over the world. So Caritas Ukraine is an organization that was helping people inside Ukraine. And we have been working with them for years um, as they've supported people. One, when uh, conflict broke out in 2014 and people were displaced because of that conflict. But they also help people just like Catholic Charities does in the United States. So people who uh, might be experiencing poverty or having those other challenges. So that's what they do to support people. So what they've had to do in a lot of instances in this case is kind of shift some of the, the things that they had been providing to helping people who are being displaced by this conflict. How is the effort going, uh, Megan Gilbert, Communications Officer for the Catholic Relief Services? Well, as you can imagine, it is challenging. But I have to say, for our work inside Ukraine, we have been able to get supplies to our Caritas partners. We've had something, I think it's close to like 500 trucks, filled with supplies that we have been able to get to people where they need it. So we are getting supplies to people. Of course, there's always this concern. It's an active war um, that we're able to do these things safely. But so far, we have been able to do that. But, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know how long people are going to be to need this kind of support. And if uh, history is a guide, it, these things don't end quickly, and the support will be needed for a long time. 500 trucks, you say, those were uh, brought in from, uh, obviously, neighboring countries in Europe, correct? Yes, yes. So they've been coming in from Poland as well as Moldova. There may be some other countries in there as well, but that's mainly where we've been able to send in supplies from those neighboring countries. And so far, none of the trucks has been hit by uh, shelling or uh, otherwise attacked by the Russians. No, no, we have been able to get those supplies in safely. And uh, give me a little more detail. Uh, you, you told us a little bit about it at the top, but uh, what, what kinds of uh, supplies are you trucking into Ukraine? Well, it, it's those, those basic type of needs. So it's blankets, it's clothes, it's diapers, it's food, all of those things that you can imagine people need um, just to meet those basic needs. So, so those types of things are, are what we're, we're supplying. And we all know that this war is dragging out. It's like, you know, watching acts of evil in slow motion as we see what the effect is of this Russian invasion on the people of Ukraine. Has Catholic Relief Services given any thought to just how much longer this will go on? It's one of those things that's just so hard to predict because it just relies on things that, you know, we as a humanitarian organization have no control over. So certainly in situations like this, we prepare in a lot of ways for the worst because we know sometimes conflicts like this can last months or years. I mean, and, and even if a conflict does end, does that mean people still leave the country and, and those types of things? So uh, it, it's, it's really hard to predict. We certainly would hope it ends very, very quickly. Uh, we always hope and pray for peace. That's obviously what, what we all want. Um, but we also know that that's not always the case. And so 
we want to prepare to meet the needs of people in the days, weeks, months, and even years to come if that's what is necessary. I want to go back to February 24th when uh, the invasion began. Uh, what was the mood and the kinds of discussions that were taking place around Catholic Relief Services at that time? Well, we actually had been preparing for this for many weeks. Uh, we did have a staff person in Ukraine working with Caritas Ukraine. Um, and as we sometimes call it in our, our CRS language, of scaling up. So we are trying to help people prepare for what we anticipated to come, again, based on our experience um, in other situations similar to this. So we just talk about, uh, you know, what do we think is going to happen, what needs to be in place, planning for you know, if, the, if there was a, a war that started, what are the things that we anticipate happening and how do we manage those things. So it, it wasn't, I mean, we, no one knew exactly when it was going to happen, but at least, you know, we were prepared in some sense. And then when something like this happens, it's just a matter of, not that it's easy, but it's, it's shifting, it's adding capacity for people so that they're able to manage as best they can um, a situation like this, as awful as it is. Any, and I know this is a fluent situation, but is there any way of knowing how much you've been able to raise in uh, donations since February 24th? We do, and it is an astounding number. I think the last number I received, it was about $24 million. People have been incredibly, incredibly generous, and I still get phone calls, emails from people just about every day looking for ways to support the people of Ukraine. It really, it's humbling, and it's, it's really heartwarming. $24 million. Is that just here in the United States or worldwide? I think it's mostly in the United States. I saw the breakdown, and I, I think it may be um, about 20% may not be in the United States. I have to check. Sorry, I'd have to check that, that number again. But it, it's mostly in the United States. Got it. Um, okay, so uh, let me just ask you this kind of, if we can, to pursue another line of questioning. Have you actually been over there? Or have you been to Europe with Catholic Relief Services? Uh, have you been on any of these missions personally? I have, I have not been to uh, Eastern Europe with Catholic Relief Services. So the, the reason that I support is Eastern Europe as well as the Middle East. So I have traveled to Lebanon and Jordan and Egypt as well as Iraq. So some similar situations, certainly not as, as large as the crisis is um, in Ukraine and those bordering countries. But I, I have been able to see... Uh, firsthand some of the work that we do. And describe that for us. You've been in the Middle East. You've seen how Catholic Relief Services reaches those in need. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience in the Middle East and um, how that would apply to current efforts of bringing relief to the folks in Ukraine. Well, we always work with local church partners, so that is, is one thing to, to know, is that we're always just working with the, the local churches um, to provide the support that we need. So, in, for instance, in Iraq, I went there in 2018, so we have been working with people who uh, have returned after um, ISIS has, has left. So in some of the things that we, we do, because I think that's similar just in a somewhat because you have people who had to leave very quickly, but at this point they're at the point of trying to get back to what 
what they were, if that's even even possible. So think of all the things that you kind of have to start over again. So it's um, repairing damaged homes. So, you know, there's some of the work that that goes on there. Uh, there is education for children. So much was damaged in Iraq um, by ISIS. And I, I remember visiting one school, and there was just this pile of desks that had been burned. So you have to replace all of those items. And, and I will say, my, in my experience, one of the things that is most important to people is is education for their children, making sure their children are okay. So it's this huge priority for people. So those are some of the things that we do. We work on just getting those supplies back into schools, helping to train teachers as they welcome students back uh, into their, their classrooms. And one thing, too, I think that is really important as we talk about the crisis in Ukraine um, and, and other crises is the counseling and psychological support that we offer. Uh, it's so, certainly very important to meet those physical needs that people have, but the psychological needs are just as important. So people have been through incredibly stressful, often traumatic experiences, and they can be really challenging to deal with. So we want to make sure that we offer that kind of counseling support, safe spaces for children so that, you know, people can manage that stress or at least try to manage that stress. And I'm sure Catholic Relief Services is contemplating what it's going to be like in Ukraine after the war. Any thought given to what kind of relief, what kinds of relief Catholic Relief Services will expect to provide at that point? Yes, I think generally speaking, certainly um, safe shelter is something that uh, we always talk about. So it would be repairing shelter or building temporary shelter for people so that they can live safely. I mean, it's so important for people to have a home where they feel comfortable. So think about what makes um, a home for all of us. So we need privacy. We need a place to cook. We need a place to gather as a family. So those are some of the things that we'll even be doing before necessarily or where the, the war might not quite be over yet, if you think of like neighboring countries as well, because refugees are going to need these safe places for people to be. So that is, is one aspect of things. The psychological aspect would be um, another thing that we would want to address to make sure that people have the counseling support that they need to deal with the trauma of war, the trauma of being displaced the trauma of losing family members, the trauma of being separated from family members. We're seeing so much family separation because men are not allowed to leave Ukraine. So all of those things that you have to deal with. And education, as I said before, that's also a huge, huge need is just making sure that children are able to go to school, that they have that kind of routine back in their lives. I'm talking to Megan Gilbert, Communications Officer for Catholic Relief Services. And Megan, you and I have a, a common background. We're uh, both uh, former reporters, television reporters, you there in Baltimore and me various places. Uh, we're both uh, products of a Jesuit education. Uh, you uh, graduated from St. Joseph's there in Philadelphia. I graduated from Spring Hill College in Mobile. And we both have uh, master's degrees in mass communication, so we have quite a bit in common. And, uh, of course, we're both uh, working for Catholic organizations. Now, let me ask you personally, 
what what is it about Catholic Relief Services that uh, that drew you to it as its communications director? Yes, we do have a lot in common. And I think for so many of us, what's so important um, in our lives is that we are contributing in some way, and this sounds almost corny, but like to making the world a better place. And I think for me personally, when I left television, which seems like a lifetime ago, I had three very small children. So I, I had three children under the age of 15 months. So they were they were like three babies. Wow. And I, you know, I said to myself, like, what can I do that is worth me spending time away from them? So I did stay home with them for a while. But then when I, I know I wanted to get back to work at some point, you know, that was the main question I had to ask myself, is that what can I do, you know, during, you know, my work hours that is, again, worth being away from them so that I can contribute? And to me, because I'm also a Catholic, you know, to be able to work for a Catholic organization, to be able to live out your faith, live those, you know, to put that into action to me, it's a gift. I really do believe that, that I am I am very lucky that I get to do that today. And while I really work in a support role, you know, to think that I'm able to contribute in any way to, to just um, in supporting people as, as they, they work through some of these struggles is incredibly rewarding. And I, I feel so lucky that I get to do it. Well, I can share your sense of values. Back when I was a reporter, it was important to me to feel like I was doing something constructive, making the world a better place. Uh, and uh, and like you, I am Catholic, a cradle Catholic, and uh, I f- find that in my current position at the Archdiocese for the Military Services, it gives me that sense of uh, you know meaningful work. It's more than just about the money, you know. And uh, the Catholic Relief Services does such a fantastic job around the world bringing help to those uh, in, in need. Um, uh, let me ask you this about uh, the Catholic Relief Services. We hear sometimes about what is the percentage of donations that actually reaches the people who need it. Uh, what can you tell us about that? I, it's a very important question, and I'm glad you asked that because it's really important Uh, to us to show what we call good stewardship and so that people know that uh, the money they donate to Catholic Relief Services is is being uh, going right to the people who need it the most. So 92% of um, what is given to us goes to our programming. So that means 8% goes to things like fundraising, you know, awareness of what Catholic Relief Services does and management and those general expenses. So 92% is what goes to our programming. And the, uh, nearly all of the aid you provide, the programming, is humanitarian in nature, correct? Yes. So we call it like humanitarian and development work. So what does that really mean? So the humanitarian work would be uh, emergency. So we would consider the conflict in Ukraine, that is an emergency. But also think some you know, natural disasters. So that's hurricanes, floods, uh, th- those types of things, as well as drought. Think of countries like Afghanistan that are going through an extreme um, drought right now. But we also look at development work uh, as well. One of the important things about the work that we do is that we want to build resilience among people. So it's about setting them up so that hopefully 
you know, they don't need uh, Catholic Relief Services anymore. So that's some of the, the development we, work we do in things like um, agriculture, for example. What kind of reception have you received in Ukraine? Are you able to say yet? I know things are in upheaval there, and it's hard to communicate with with locals. But uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten so far to your uh, efforts to bring relief? Well, I, I've, I mean, my, my personal experience, whenever I, I've dealt with people, people have been um, incredibly grateful. And we are hearing some stories. I am in contact with uh, some people who are working for Caritas Ukraine. Um, um, and I'm seeing photos of aid being delivered and, and warehouses full of aid. And I, I think people are incredibly grateful to just have those safe places to go to. We're even doing things like art therapy with children. Caritas is having these spaces with social workers who, you, you, as you can imagine, some children will come into these centers, um, especially children who just have a hard time articulating how they're feeling. So drawing is one way to help them work work through those things. So those are some of the things that, I, that I'm seeing, and, and people are um, incredibly grateful just to have that, to have somewhere to go. As you can imagine, that fear of, like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And to just know that these are, there are places for people to go, and I, I know people are, are grateful for it. And especially that way for children. These uh, centers you're talking about, these uh, art instruction uh, sessions, uh, are those taking place uh, in Ukraine, or is it uh, surrounding countries where Catholic Relief Services is present? This is taking place in Ukraine at one of the centers where people were able to go uh, that is safer, where there's not active shelling and things like that going on. But in those neighboring countries, we're also in the process of setting up uh, what we call, we call them child-friendly spaces. So, you know, think of just those, like, kindergarten-like rooms where there are toys. It's very kid-friendly where kids can play. and There's books and toys and things like that uh, for them to do. So those will be set up in, in those neighboring countries. I don't know how many we've had actually been able to set up yet, um, but working on those places where... I mean, we do have some set up where people, uh, where children can go um, and have that space uh, for them. Because, as you said, it's, it's I, I know there's some, been some heartbreaking images of you just see children, like, dragging their suitcases as they cross the border. And we just want to make sure that um, they feel safe. Are you working with any other agencies besides um, Caritas Ukraine to uh, bring relief to the folks in in Ukraine? We certainly, we work with other organizations like uh, UNHCR. So what is that is the UN Refugee Agency. And so we'll also work with uh, the U.S. government, such as USAID, which is, which provides um, relief in um, situations like this. So we are working with other organizations um, such as that. And $24 million collected so far in uh, not even a month. We're recording this on uh, on uh, March 22nd. So the, the invasion is uh, just a few days shy of one month and already you've corrected, co- collected $24 million. Um, hey, Roughly, how much of that $24 million would go into what? I, you know, you, you said uh, food and uh, I suppose medicine. Would you be bringing medicine in to the folks who need it? We don't 
typically work in the medical field uh, for all of that. I mean, it may be you know some basic medicine, you know, just like ibuprofen or something like that. I'm not sure if those kits would would include uh, something like that. So, yes, it, it's an, an enormous amount of money, but it goes to those things like all of those supplies. It goes to staffing. It goes to building shelter, and you know because this is something that we expect to go on for some time, uh, you know, all of that is really needed and, and will be produced. I think I read somewhere that, uh, like, the country of Moldova was spending something like $4 million a day to, um, you know, just assist these refugees. So it's incredibly expensive. And for a country like Moldova, which is one of the poorest, if not the poorest country in Eastern Europe, like, that is an incredible strain. So we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we can ease some of that burden on people that we can help provide that support to refugees and also support Moldovans who have been incredibly generous. I'm hearing stories of Moldovans opening up their homes to refugees saying, yes, I have space. Please come stay with me in my home. And, And it is incredibly generous, but you cannot expect people to be able to do that for a very long time. I mean, think of us. Would you be able to host an entire family indefinitely? Most people cannot afford to do that. So, like, those are all of the things that we're looking at and working on doing is making sure we give cash to refugees so they can buy what they need, but also offering support to Moldovans who are housing refugees themselves. I'm talking to Megan Gilbert, Communications Director for Catholic Relief Services. Megan joining us by telephone from the Baltimore area. In the final minute or two we have left, Megan, uh, uh, tell us again, recap for us, uh, for that military family, uh, that listener who's uh, in the military, obviously paying close attention to what's going on in Ukraine. What can they do now to help the folks in Ukraine? How can they... Uh, you know, donate uh, to a Catholic Relief Services in its effort to bring relief to the Ukrainians? Yes. If you go to our website, crs.org, right at the top of the website, when you get there, you can see a Help Now button, and you can click on that and donate either online, but there's also options to donate um, by phone and by mail. And we are so, so grateful everything that people have contributed um, it's really going to make a difference so thank you all to all who have already donated we're we're just so grateful and megan gilbert communications officer for the catholic relief services thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us it was my pleasure i'll come back anytime Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information, visit millarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, serving those who serve.